Hello, welcome to Mikey Pod Podcast, episode 247 for January 14th, 20... <laughs> I wrote 2010. I thought I was being so diligent in changing it from 2016, which is what my notes said before and uh, didn't, didn't get words. 2010, today's guest is Dustin Harder, also known as the Vegan Roadie and my friend. And I'm your host, Michael Heron. I'm a composer, pianist, electronic musician, storyteller, and vegan activist based in New York City. On this podcast, I have conversations with creators and artists who have made work around their activism. I've been sending this podcast to your ears for a little over 12 years. If you'd like to know more about me, stop by my website at michaelherron.com. Hit me up on social media everywhere as at Michael Heron. Leave a voicemail at 347-460-1753, or you can email mikeypod at gmail.com. And a couple of other things. One is if you are listening to this for the first time and you're not exactly sure what a podcast is, I'm here to help. You'll probably be listening to it from my website, MikeyPod.com. If you're not, go there. Um, and then look either on the very bottom of the page or if you're looking at one of the blog posts, it'll be on the right-hand side. Some bright, colorful buttons that you can click to subscribe to the podcast. You can subscribe in Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, uh, TuneIn, uh, on Blueberry, a lot of different options. And uh, if you still have questions, you don't know what the hell to do and you really love this thing and you want to make sure you hear it every single week then you can send me an email, mikeypot at gmail.com. I'd be happy to help you. The second thing, eh, I'll throw that in later. Hello. <laughs> so yesterday was amazing. Uh, I live in New York City, I think, as I mentioned before, and there was a silent vigil at uh, Canada Goose in Soho here in New York. 200 people, like, I, I don't even know, I... I Got a lot of video footage that I'll be putting on my YouTube channel uh, soon. Uh, I hope to get it edited like in the next couple of days. And it was amazing. It was a silent vigil at Canada Goose. So Canada Goose is being protested, if you don't know. Um, oh, oh, it's interesting. There's a lot of fur. People wear animal fur. Uh, it's coming back in vogue. And part of what seems to be causing this is Canada Goose. These coats, if you live in some place where it's cold, you probably see them. They're all over New York City. They're these coats that have coyote, literally coyote fur on the hood, um, just as trim. And they're, of course, stuffed with uh, down, um, which is awful. There's tons, like, come on. Like, <laughs> my overarching message with all of this is just go vegan and stop doing all of it. But... If you're going to do one thing and you have a down coat or a Canada goose coat or any kind of fur, stop wearing it. You are encouraging other people to do the same thing. And it's just, it's absolutely unethical. There, I said it. So we had this vigil and you know, I say we, I was, but I was one of many. There were like 200 or so uh, activists. We silently marched from um, Washington Square Park to um the canada goose store which is on soho I, it's it's in soho it's on a little like small little street 200 of us like started lining up uh like uh row upon row on the sidewalks not blocking the sidewalk cops were there they'd been alerted that we were coming and just stood in absolute silence on the street there's there have been weekly protests there last winter they were every week same goes for this week um, I go, I was going to say when I can, but honestly, I could be going more often. Um, maybe you're listening to this and you're thinking to yourself, I could probably show up too. Let's both right now make a commitment that we will go 
more often. And I show up enough so that I know the activists that are there every week. But there, there are people that go to this every week. And the organizers, come on, we can all do more. So that's, that's been my commitment for the new year. And actually, it's been going pretty good um, so far to just show up for my activism with more power and more consistency and more uh, focus. Everything, I want focus. Focus in this podcast I mentioned last week. Focus in my activism and focus in my creativity. Wow, it's a lot of places I want to put focus. And I'm putting focus on my teaching, which in a lot of ways, for some time, I've been sort of like, eh, that's just the thing I'm doing. No, like I have a really, uh, it's, a, it's a powerful place to be too. Te- I'm teaching kids how to make music. And as I've learned, and you probably have noticed this too, you can reach people with, with, creative, with creative things, like with music and theater and everything, in a way that you can't just by telling them. So come on, stepping it up, stepping it up. So anyway, this was the most powerful action, and it was chilling in a really amazing way. There are these big signs that, uh, that PETA gifted to this organization that uh, did this, uh, big letters that light up and spell out Canada Goose Kills. So imagine that. Imagine you're going to buy your trendy <laughs> robot coat that everyone, like so many people are wearing the exact same coat, which I also don't understand. Why would you want to wear the exact same thing that everybody else is wearing? I don't get that at all. But, you know, I don't judge as long as it's something that's not causing immense suffering, which Canada Goose does. If you do want to wear the same thing as other people and you're not causing any harm with that, go for it. But this is like there's so many levels of like, what? Anyway, so all these people showed up silently standing up. People from Anonymous for the Voiceless um, were standing. They were the closest to the door with video screens showing uh, footage that they have of um, coyotes being trapped and the live plucking of the geese standing just in silence. No sound on the videos, just facing the doors. People lined up, 200 people lined up in the, on the street in silence, like, and then you would hear a person walking by, like you hear people walking by and then them realizing like, oh, what, what's going on? And then they got silent as they walked through. And you could see people reading the signs and watching the video footage in a way that they don't when we're out there screaming. Um, and believe me, I love the screaming too. And I think the screaming is effective, but this, it's, it's hard to remember that standing in silence and, you know, there, it was a very sad vigil too you know because we we were there for these animals who were so subjected to this horror can you imagine can you imagine being walking through doing your thing and suddenly your hand is caught in a metal trap and then you're just trapped for who knows for days what do you do like it's incredible pain crushing your the bones in your hand and you can't go anywhere and you just sit there what what would you do we have we have dogs in our houses we have cats in our houses we know you can look at a cat or a dog if you've known an animal you know that they have personalities and they'll try to get away from being harmed and they'll try they like 
nice. <laughs> they like when you pet them. You know, like, it's very basic. And we understand this about cats and dogs. And I don't understand why we don't understand it about coyotes or geese or pigs or cows. And it's because we refuse to understand. I didn't even mean to go on this tangent. I think a lot of you listening to this are probably already vegan. Um, I would love for more of you to do it. Let me know how I can help. Um, there's no reason to be harming animals anymore. There's just not. Uh, so that was not what I was going to go on about today, but I'm kind of glad I did. Uh, huh. I think that's enough. If you like this always free podcast or the many other things I create, tell a friend, leave a review, like, subscribe, all of the things, and especially I'd love your support at patreon.com slash Michael Heron, where you can get access to all kinds of cool stuff in exchange for as little as a dollar a month. I'd love to connect with you there, and I'd love your help in covering the expenses for this always free podcast and the other content I create everywhere. A little note about Patreon. I don't say it enough. There are now, like, it, I actually lost, like, a pretty big handful of uh, subscribers on Patreon, which is cool. It's always cool. And if you're one of those people, I get it. Um, eh, it's not great, <laughs> but it's fine. And I, I'm in a place right now where I'm working and I'm teaching along with doing my creating. So it's not one of those time periods like it was this summer where like every dollar I was desperate for. Um, but that said, thank you. If you're a person that is subscribed, like it's 96 people, I think, are um, subscribers on my Patreon page. Everywhere from a dollar up to $25 people have pledged to, to, to give every month to support my work. Um, it's, it's really amazing. Like when I think about that and, and even like it's not a gigantic amount of money, but it's not nothing. And it helps me do this type of work like this podcast or you know, showing up at the protests, I would be doing anyway. But, you know, it's carved out a little bit of time. So I know that I'll be able to to work on this video I want to make documenting the vigil that is so powerful. And, that you know, like when I can document something like that and share it on the Internet, more people see it and it affects more people. Uh, so thank you. Like most humbly and most gratefully, if you are a patron on patreon.com slash Michael Heron, I really can't express to you enough how much it matters. A dollar, $25, a hundred dollars, whatever. It's, it's a, it's a special connection and I, it's not lost on me how amazing that is. That said, we have a guest today. It's a fun interview. Dustin Harder, who is also known as the vegan roadie. He's been on the show before uh, a couple of years ago, uh, he's uh, about to release the third season of his series, The Vegan Roadie. And this one was in Italy. And he's also got a cookbook coming out. And he's also hilarious and so much fun. And um, we're going to hear that interview right after this from my friend, fellow activist, warrior, <laughs> Philly Stallone. Uh, this track is called Can I Live? And um, stop by MikeyPod.com to look at the links here because... Um, there's some information. There'll be, of course, his social media stuff you can go check out. And also, uh, here in New York City, he's going to be filming a video, and he's inviting people to come and participate and be in the video. So um, I'll, I'll click. I'll put a link to the Facebook invite. Um, sadly for me, I did not take note of the date. I think it's. I don't even want to guess. But all you have to do is go to MikeyPod.com. You can go and take a look at that link. Click it. And then figure out when you can go. 
when it is and go and i'll be there i'll see you there anyway here's philly oh <laughs> side note side note to the side note uh this podcast is uh marked as explicit language it always i'm always open <laughs> to saying fucks and shits uh today is no exact no no uh no um uh what's the word it's no it's not an example today is no uh, whatever why can't it's it's an age thing i can't think of the word today is nothing different so uh there are some words in this track uh and just like every week there are words throughout so if you're offended by quote-unquote bad language well, I already just said fucking shit, so you probably should have turned off before that. But uh, if you still haven't turned off, you're about to hear more fucks and shits. <laughs> Here's Philly. Yeah. For all the animals. Captivity. Suffering. We do this for you. We out here on these streets. Giving it all we got. It's the incredible. Rhyme animal. Vegan garb, with bars, I'm still a cannibal. My ARA team is the biz and like Hannibal. Here's the plan, get the clan, hit the rendezvous. It's party time, tonight we are celebrating. But today I was fighting and liberating. The order of operations is absolutely no patience for anybody. Abusing animals, also racist. Ever since I stepped in this game, all they do is hate this. Cause I'm in their faces, speaking up for the nameless. This is the time I changed this. Why would I ever waste this? That boy Philly's just too real for the facelift. Plus, check out the crew of light workers that I came with. I said, check out the crew of light workers that I came with. If you're wearing fur, we'll come for you. You like the hunter that came for the animal that trapped him and made him suffer. Trust me, I'm not a bluffer. Yo ass better run for cover. You heartless, selfish motherfucker. Psychotic, twisted minds wear them, but say they love them. Dog fur trim, but then pick up their dogs and hug them. Huh. The disconnection is so strong. I tell them, save a life. They look at me like I'm so wrong. We either shame them or educate them. I can't relate to those with information that laugh at the facts we gave them. These humans make me feel like there's no hope. It's hard not to walk with my head down. I got examples to set now. Like no fur, no leather, no wool, no feathers, no silk, and only cruelty free food. And the animal fade. I spent my whole life in cages. I hardly got room to move. So I'm asking you, can I live? I'm sleeping and pissing shit until y'all decide that I'm food. This world is infested by sick people. Zombies that drink the milk of baby cats because it's legal. That milk ain't meant for you. That's why your health is looking lethal. That ain't your mama, not your milk. Just let them be, yo. Freedom has a price. Not everyone gets to pay it. Born in captivity, institutional slavery Sentient beings with no choice They're just property, nervous systems with no voice Where's their lottery? I'm not stopping till I see some change Not money, justice, there's heroes amongst us this is community love Get smug and we bring out the community thug Catnip, that be the community drug Feds watching, I think they got the community bug Yeah man, it's getting real on the front lines They can't stop us, they're scattered clouds to our sunshine Nothing more than a misspelled word in my punchlines I hardly sleep, you bet I'm fatigued sometimes 
I spend the night with the moon and call it a sunrise I spend the day with my son and call that a gift Then five hours banging a cowbell, I call that a shift I'm focused, got my act together, I got a grip I hear sirens, I ain't supposed to be here, I gotta dip But these animals are freezing and starving, ain't that some shit? Rescue mission, gotta bring them somewhere where they can live So I'm asking, can you find some compassion and start the thing? About your choices, make the right ones and call that a flip That's my time, I'm IDOS Animal live And the animal say I spent my whole life in cages I hardly got room to move So I'm asking you I'm sleeping and pissing shit Until y'all decide that I'm food Okay, I'm ready Okay that's going to be on the podcast. Excellent. Excellent. Hi, Dustin Harder. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Now, I'm, I feel so weirdly insecure today. I was like, I just said podcast <laughs> twice in like five <laughs> seconds. <laughs> now, now I feel insecure. What are you doing? This is, let's talk about our feelings. <laughs> please, please, please. I have all of them. Oh my God. So Dustin, you're the vegan roadie and just amazing. You have so much happening right now. A cookbook. I don't even know where to begin. Ah! You just so you just recorded. Let's talk about the vegan roadie because you just finished the third season, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. We just finished the third season. We were in Italy for we felt we were fast and furious as usual. Um, we did six episodes in three weeks. We covered six regions in Italy. Um, it was amazing. It was super exciting, and it's coming out February thirteenth. I can't wait for everybody to see it. Oh my god! So this is like three. I, I, it's three seasons, and this is a thing that okay. okay I'm just very excited. <laughs> <laughs> this is a thing that you just decided you were going to start doing, and now you're doing it. And this is the third time you just did it in Italy. Come on, that's really great. Yeah, it's crazy, right? I'm so tired. <laughs> <laughs> so what? Like, let's go back. Let's go back yeah. in time. When like, what? Where did the idea come from for the vegan roadie? And then what happened after that? I, um, previously I used to work in film and Broadway stuff and theater and all that good stuff. And I took a break and I went to culinary school in the middle of like my six month training program. I was like, why am I here? What am I doing? Um, and I knew I was going to go back out on the road with a show when school was over. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to do, you know, a plant-based version of diners, drive-ins and dives. Um, and you know, you have that moment where things just click and it feels right. I had that moment and I just sort of like went with it and it has been a crazy journey ever since um so i like i think the last time you were on the podcast and p.s that's kind of great i don't it doesn't happen often that you people come on twice but you know you're special oh, i love being back <laughs> i feel like when we talked before i was a little like oh my god i'm trying to be an artist and it's terrible i'm gonna die and you sort <laughs> of pep talked me but i'm not in that space right now so it's kind of interesting to talk like i'm curious that's, about for you well, so like you, know, you can pep talk me now so that's great Oh my God, it's good. I've been listening. <laughs> I've been listening to this podcast. Um, do you listen to it by any chance? Uh, don't keep your day job. No, I don't. But it sounds like I should. That's it, fantastic. It's good. It's when I'm listening to it, I love her. But when I'm not listening to it, I'm like, ah, oh, I should really listen to that fucking <laughs> cheerful lady today. Uh, right. <laughs> she's a singer songwriter, but she's got like she's been doing her podcast for a year, and it's like n- like listed iTunes one of like the podcast you have to check out for the year but she talks to a lot of people who did what you did and what i do of like oh i have an idea to create something so i'm just gonna start doing it 
It's really super. So she's. I just sidetracked myself. So she'd be a good person to. That's listen okay. To. I cut you off, and then we're now we're all over. What What's the name of the podcast? I want to write it down. It's called "Don't Keep Your Day Job." Don't keep your day job. Okay, I'm writing it down. Um, yeah, her name is Kathy Heller. You know, don't su- subscribe to her email list. I'm going to go ahead and warn you that right now. <laughs> uh oh. Uh oh. She just sends a lot of emails, and I get that's how they do the thing. But I'm like, okay, Kathy Heller, girl. Yep, I, pre- I appreciate the warning on that. I appreciate the warning. People sometimes don't know their boundaries on that, for sure. Yeah, and I think, I mean, it's working. Whatever she's doing is working because she's very, she's rolling in the podcast world. That's amazing. Yeah, but anyway, back to the thing of, so am I pep-talking you? Because I, I feel peppy today. <laughs> That's good, I need it. It's I'm, I'm in an interesting space. You do all these things and then, you know, it's just um, being an artist, as you know, is just a roller coaster. It's not we didn't we don't you don't set yourself up for the nine to five stability. And that's part of the excitement and the fun of it. But then you create these things and you're putting them out into the world. And then you have those moments of like, oh, I just did that. And that's about to happen. And like, what's going on right now? Oh, I need to pay my rent. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's a crazy, crazy circle. Yeah. Yeah, I don't have any peppy things about that because that part <laughs> really, it kind of sucks. But then you get to the other side of it. Now, like, you've totally. got, you're going to have these, like, all this work you have that is exists now because of being this person. Sure, you're going to get kicked out of your apartment <laughs> and you won't have any way to watch these videos that are on YouTube, but they'll be there and others Yeah, can but that's see. okay. And I can take, I'll take copies of my book with me and sit in the street with them over my head when it rains. So, I mean, like, I'm going to be okay. Yeah. It's perfect. I will stay dry. This is a time when it's really scary, isn't it? Because your book is just about to come out. We haven't even mentioned you also have a cookbook coming out. Yeah, 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 yeah. The book and season three, they're both coming out. They were going to be on the same day. And I was like, I think that's kind of crazy because that's going to, it's just speaking of like overload, like emails from Lady Heller there. Like, I didn't want to overload people on social media and one day being like, my book's out and go watch the series. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so I just separated them by a week. <laughs> yeah. I think that's smart. Like, I, I, you know, like you, it gives you like, you can overload everyone for a week on which one comes first, the TV show. Uh, or the, the, the book will be first. Yeah. So the book comes out, you can overload them and be like, okay, I'm going to stop talking about the cookbook because now I'll go to YouTube and check out. Right, exactly, yeah. exactly. And I did feel like I feel like it's beneficial to have things come out at the same around the same time. But the same day was kind of crazy. I, I, I sat, sat back at one point and I was like, I don't know if this is such a good idea to do these on the same day. So yeah, I kind of like the week in between. I think that's yeah. smart. Yeah, it could. Um, so one of the things I was going to ask you was about like those demons and how you overcome them. Maybe this is a good time. Like, are you in that space right now where you're like, what was I thinking? Um, it's not so much a, what was I thinking? I mean, it more comes to like, I'm super proud of the work I've done. Um, and I couldn't ask for like a better group of people to sort of collaborate with on, you know, the journey that this has been in the last three, four years. And so I'm, I'm, I'm grateful all of that has happened. Um, but I am in a space where it's kind of like, okay, well that's happening once you create something, then there's always the expectation of, okay, what's next? Or, okay, now I need to promote this. Okay, you know, it's it's never like, oh, here, I did this and it's done because you want people to know about it, you know? So I'm in that position now of sort of like making sure I'm supporting the book and getting the series up. But then also, you know, I'm a personal chef in here in New York. And then I do, I teach classes, cooking classes, making sure I'm scheduling those things that actually do pay the bills right now. Um, and trying to balance the schedule and make sure that, um, I'm all set in all, all arenas, you know? Yeah. It's a lot of things to do. 
It's overwhelming, but I mean, there are there, there's a certain. Um, I mean, let's be real. When you release something, as you know, that you were speaking of demons, there is. Wouldn't it be great if we were all secure in everything that we do, every single moment of the day? But of course, we have those things where you're like, "Wow, I'm putting out this big thing. I hope people like it." You know, of course, you do it because you want to make a difference and you want to like support the causes that you are doing all of this for and all that thing. Like everything, everything that goes involved that involves. But at the end of the day, you're like, well, I really hope people like it, too, you know, because how else is the word going to spread if people don't like it necessarily, you know? Yeah. Oh, my God. I, I'm worried I'm projecting but like, because ah. <laughs> I'm thinking about ah. how I am like before my ah. shows that ah. I'm always like, this is stupid. What did I <laughs> this? Why? Oh, God, people are going to cut. like I get in that place and I have to constantly be like, shut up, just shut up, walk forward, take the next step, blah, blah, blah. Do you go oh, through yeah. some of that, too? Yeah, of course. And you have to do it. Everything's a risk. Like it's not worth, it's not worth everything you do in life. If you're somebody who's going to set out to create, it can't always be amazing and it can't always be bad. Sometimes it falls in between. Sometimes it is outstanding and people go crazy for it. And sometimes it's a, it's there just to serve as a lesson, something where you're like, oh, well, I'm never going to do that again. And I learned, that. <laughs> you know, so I mean, I think it all certainly serves a purpose, but that doesn't mean that you don't have those moments of being like, oh my gosh, this was dumb. And I like, I took all this time to do this. And what was I thinking? You know, we all, I, I think any normal person should have that. If you're not, you're, you're built with some sort of outstanding, you know, wall of stability, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. I get, and that, you know, uh huh. that's a way that I cope with uh -huh. it too, to kind of remember <laughs> Oh, that's right. Everyone has this. This isn't just me that goes through this feeling of like, oh, this thing I want to do is, you know, whatever. Those evil little, evil little munchkin voices. Evil little, the, the, what is that? The vampires, the vampires in your head. Oh. Die, die, vampire, die. Um, you know, but I mean, I'm fortunate. There's people like you in my life who I don't see quite frequently as I should. But I mean, we're able to have discussions like this and you kind of go, oh, I'm not alone, you know, so it's great. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. And then there's a higher purpose to what we're doing. And that's Absolute. veganism. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. So well, go ahead. What were you going to say? Well, I was just going to say it's funny because when I started doing this work and I was no longer because I used to be an actor and I'm, this is not anything against actors, against actors, but I found it hard to you have to do a lot of self-promotion when you're an actor, when you're starting out and you're like, I'm good. Look at what I do. Like, this is what I do. And it was very difficult for me to do that. But once I sort of had a purpose behind what I was putting together, when like the end game is to make veganism more accessible to the masses, it became much easier to promote things and stand behind what I do and, and feel um, it, it felt less self-serving and a little more like I was presenting something to people that is useful, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's not just about like, Hey, watch me. It's watch right, this right. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Not that I have a problem with entertainment and watching performers because it's my favorite thing in the world, you know, but I, I, it just, there was, um, once there was something behind it for me personally, it became easier to sort of like promote it. Mm. Yeah. Have there been moments with your, um, journey with the vegan roadie, I guess, especially where you realize like, oh, it's working that like I am like people are hearing, like, you know, like you realize that that mission of, uh, of making, veganism more mainstream or getting the word out more that you really realize like, Oh shit, I really can do this. Yeah. I mean, it happens. I mean, I wish it happened. Obviously we all wish this more ha happened more often, but exactly what I want to happen has happened where I'll be at an event and 
you know, someone comes up to me and they're like, I'm not vegan, but I watch your show. And it has made me like, I got really excited about, you know, the macaroni and cheeseburger that I saw at Vertical Diner in Salt Lake City. And we visited two months ago and I went and had it. Um, and they're at a veg festival. They'll see me at a veg festival and say this. They'll be like, and we saw you were here. So we came to this. So like, then they come because they feel welcome. And then they're being exposed to all these things. So in those moments, like that's magic to me. That's exactly the reason I set out to do what I, I did to get to I'm not, I love, I love, I love our community, the community of vegans, but I, I did this to set out and speak to the masses and say, Hey, come on, join us. It's bottom line for me is it's delicious food. Do you love delicious food? I love delicious food. And hopefully that that helps people think on their own in terms of everything else that veganism involves. So when I have that moment, when somebody who's not vegan comes up to me and thanks me, that's, that's really where it is. Yeah. That's really good for me to hear too. Cause I've been like, especially, I mean, I, I'm a little, uh, I'm a protesty <coughs> vegan. Um, sure. and I get, and I get in that place of like, and I, and I, I, I like feel, I really am in this place where I'm like, come on, just everyone just fucking go vegan. Shut up and go <laughs> vegan. And it's nice to remember like, oh yeah, there are other people out there like Dustin, who's like, you know what I mean? Like, I love that there are a million different approaches and we're all out there doing it. And like, you know what you're, I mean, you're reaching this, you know, a guy that does, isn't vegan, but he was excited about seeing this burger and then was like, oh, I'm going to go to a veg fest. Like he's learning about veganism and it's great. Well, and then my hope is, well, I feel like what you said is there's all of us doing all these different things. And I think that's absolutely necessary. I don't think there's necessarily one right way. I think we all serve a purpose in whatever avenue we're choosing to be active in, activists in, you know? Mm -hmm. I think it's all important. I think it all resonates with somebody. I think the protesting and the activism that you do resonates with somebody and your shows resonate with somebody that my form of activism might not act, uh, might not um, resonate with. So I think it's all necessary and all appropriate. Yeah. Lately, it wasn't lately. I thought of this maybe, I don't know. Like, I'm like, let, wait, let me look on my calendar of when I had thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> this thought was dated for January 2nd. But I was thinking one time, I realized like, oh, there's only one thing that I can think of that doesn't make people go vegan. And that's arguing with other vegans on Facebook about what's the right way to tell people about veganism. Oh, you know, like if, if yes. a non-vegan is like, oh, I'm interested in veganism. And then they see this big fight of all these vegans yelling at each other. That person's like, hmm, that, that community does not seem like fun. Oh my gosh, that person is going to be like, I am not getting involved in that at all. And yeah. I, I kind of, I touch on that a little bit in the book in the beginning um, that, you know, it was hard for me in the beginning because I felt that anyone I spoke to was telling me that I had been doing the wrong thing for years. And when I don't necessarily want to hear that, what I want to hear is, oh, this is a great, like I, this is, I try and offer to people to say, this is great what you're doing. I'm glad you're curious about it. Here's why it works for me. And let me tell you what you want to know. Like, do you have any questions? Please ask me questions, you know, to be welcoming to other people. And for all there's, like you say, there's a bunch of different vegans and they're fighting on Facebook and all that stuff like that. That's not helping anyone, you yeah. know? I have something to learn from you. You have something to learn from me. That's the way I look at it. Yeah. Truth. Truth. Oh. <laughs> Let's talk about your cookbook. I'm, I'm worried we're not telling people enough about your cookbook. Oh, yes. Last. Tell me about your cookbook and when it yes, comes out and everything. Is the Simply Vegan cookbook. It's out for pre-order now. It's going to be out February 6th. I'm not sure when you're putting this podcast up, but if it's before February 6th, pre-order it now um, on Amazon or if it's after February 6th, it's available for you to get right now. The Simply Vegan Cookbook, I mean, it's, it's literally what it says. It's all about keeping food 
easy, accessible, and then I pair it with the same branding I've had of keeping everything fun. Um, I don't think cooking should be scary for anyone. I think it should be a joyful experience um, and simple. So there's recipes in here where they... I focus a lot on not using special ingredients. Um, of course, there's some nutritional yeast in the book. I mean, I couldn't not introduce people to it either. <laughs> right. I try and keep, you know, it's a magical ingredient, but I try and keep it minimal so that people aren't overwhelmed by it in every single recipe. Um, I, I tell them, you know, tools. I focus on tools a lot, but you don't need a $300 blender to succeed in the kitchen. I tested everything in this book on a $25 blender that I bought at Dwayne Reed. You know what oh, I mean? Nice. Yeah. I wanted to make sure these recipes were accessible for everyone, not just, you know, someone. And, and also interesting for people that have been in the kitchen for a long time, too. And our, our veterans to vegan cooking, I wanted them to feel like newly inspired by some stuff. So it makes a great gift for someone who is curious about veganism and great uh, buy for somebody who's been cooking in the game for a long time, too. Mm. I am excited about this cookbook. I had a moment. This is like the dumbest thing, but I just have to share it. I have a, I've moved. I have a roommate now. She's amazing. Um, and last night I was coming home. I was like, you know what? Why don't I grab some food? I'll make some pasta and it'll be cheaper. I can give some to my roommate because we're always like ordering takeout. It's so expensive. Yeah, of course. I got to the register. She rang it all up. It's like $7. So I was like, $7? Oh, oh my gosh. I, w- I made pasta for $7 for two people. That is beautiful. But it's like veganism does not have to be expensive y'all oh it does not have to be expensive and there's always the topic of organic foods and all that stuff like that and i say do what you can do when you can do it you know of course a healthy better you is going to be more beneficial in the long run but like if you don't have any money to pay your rent what what good is it going to be doing eating all organic produce just make sure you wash everything you know i mean just be smart be smart yeah uh i have like i have a good friend who is probably if he's listening he's probably like ah no you've got to eat organic um and there's a documentary there's a documentary that he suggested to me i can't remember the name of so now i hereby declare that i will find that documentary and watch it and maybe i can interview the director of whatever that is (laughs) and then it'll be the counter be like whatever that may be but like i'm the same way i try to get organic when i can but it's Sometimes I don't have money. I don't have enough money or like I need to yeah. save money, blah, blah, blah. Um, yeah, people get very stressed out about this topic. And that's why I say do what you can when you can do it. It's not me saying that organic is bad. Of course, it's wonderful and amazing and we should all be trying to do it. But like you can only do what you can do when you can do it. You've got to, you know, be true to what you're able to achieve. Yeah. And if you're eating animals, make taking animals off your plate the first step. And then, Absolutely. 100%. Like you, you don't have to eat organic to be vegan. Right, exactly. So let's go back to the vegan roadie. Um, yeah. This new season, you were in Italy. Like, th- was this the first uh, out out of the country season? Yeah, I mean, oh. we went uh, over to Canada briefly. We did one episode in Vancouver for season two, and this um, this is the first one where we went out of the country. And Italy was amazing, and it was. I partnered with Vegan Travel Club on it, and they were they kind of prepped me beforehand. The reason they wanted to do it is they were like everything is sort of like vegan naturally, and I didn't really believe them. I was like, okay, sure, um, but I got there, and it's true. I mean, their dishes are all sort of built from the ground up, um, minimally minimally processed food. Like, I mean, I can't remember one meal out actually where there was any sort of like processed ingredients it was all very local and sustainable and everybody was very very proud of how local their cuisine was and 
Um, you know, even the pasta, we all left, the crew and I left and we had not gained a pound. We all got shocked. We got home the week after we were all texting each other and we're like, oh my God, we didn't, I didn't gain weight. And we ate constantly. Wow. You know, and it was all because everything was, it was all whole foods, plant-based from the get-go. Um, but it wasn't like, Hey, we have this vegan food. It was more like, Oh, we have this food and it happens to be vegan. You know, Mm. that's really interesting. I love, I, I have Italian an Italian friend specifically who's like, I cannot, I cannot go vegan. It's impossible because I'm Italian. No. Okay. False. (laughs) I'm going to send him a link to the vegan roadie season three. Yeah. False. Bless you, but false. I mean, and this was the cool thing was we did this segment in this uh, season called cooking with the familia where I went into the kitchens of like uh, Italian moms and I cooked with them and they, they showed me exactly like, these dishes they made from scratch like that. I mean, it was crazy. I met mayors from all over Chilento, like all this crazy stuff that we haven't necessarily done in season one and season two, because this was more of like a once in a lifetime opportunity, you know? Mm -hmm. I mean, so we did some things that we wouldn't normally do. Miyoko, Miyoko was there for season for the first episode in Sicily. And she showed me some of her favorite places in Sicily. So we got to have Miyoko on the first episode. So, I mean, it really is just, um, it's a, it's the same great show, but in a bit of a different package. It's it's excelled a little bit, and I'm really really excited for people. Oh, this sounds amazing. And was it still like a skeleton crew, right? It was like three of you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, there was, the, you know, there was three people and inclu- four people, including me this time for half of it, and then it was three people including. Yeah. Me. Oh my god. Um, high points, low points. Uh, high points were the beauty that is Italy. Everything is beautiful. And then the food matched it. Like everything was just sort of like, whatever you think or believe, have you been to Italy? No. Whatever you think or have been told or have imagined, it's absolutely true times a hundred. Like it's just gorgeous. The people are wonderful. Everyone's very kind. Um, and the food just matched it. The low point as the same with the other two seasons was filming this much content in such a short period of time. When we got done, we kind of sat there and we were like, Holy shit, what just happened? Like, and I was like, well, I don't really remember any of that, but I'll remember it when I watch the series. Um, and that's Mm. true as I'm watching it now and we're in post-production, I'm watching things and I'll get some notes and it says, Oh, this restaurant, that restaurant. I'm like, what restaurant is that? And I was very present and in the moment when I was doing it, but it was just that we would film something and then move right on along to the next thing. So I didn't get to absorb as much of it in the moment as I would have liked to, but fortunately there was a camera on all the time. So I have it, I have it captured. Uh, that's so cool. It sounds like a blast. Yeah, it was amazing. It was really, really great amazing (laughs) oh my gosh all right so we got a new cookbook we got a new season of the vegan vegan roadie where can everyone find you on the internet yeah everyone can find me facebook instagram and twitter at the vegan roadie and also at veganroadie.com and i'm launching a book tour uh getting dates in place right now for 2018 veg fest bookstores whatnot all that sort of thing maybe some uh guest chef spots at some restaurants around the country um, and those are going to be up. All the dates are getting added to the events tab at veganroadie.com. Uh, amazing. Thank you so much. for. I wish I could interview you every week because it's always oh so much fun. I adore you so much. You're amazing. Thank you for having me. Oh, my God. Um, people who are listening, sorry, I also made it sound like I was wrapping it up. But now I'm like, here's another tag. Uh-huh. So this book, this podcast will come out before the cookbook. Okay. So uh, 
everyone who's listening, pre-order it. Because it's kind of a big deal to pre- get your book pre-ordered, right? Like that helps with the... Yeah, it helps a lot. I mean, I really had no idea until I started working with the marketing team. And they're just like, I'll talk about things like after like the book turns. And they're like, yeah, that's great. But anyway, right now, pre-orders. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, so if you're listening to this, uh, you know, whatever, buy the book, pre-order it. But, and it's, or, it's honestly yeah. like, it's a steal. It's 150 recipes with two variations on each recipe. And so that's 450 recipes and it's, I think it sells at like 11, $10 right now on Amazon. So it's, it is a deal, my friends. Mm, I'm ready. I'm going to pre-order mine the moment I hang up on you on Skype. Fantastic. Um, all right. Well, oh, the, oh. And there's another thing too. I'm so sorry. No, As tell of me. Right now too, this is, if you pre-order it, um, you can get a free issue of Veg News. So if you pre-order it, all you have to do is screenshot your proof of purchase, the receipt from Amazon, and send it to veganroadie at gmail.com with your name and address, and you will get a free issue of Veg News. And if you already subscribe to Veg News, you can gift that issue of Veg News to somebody and just, again, send your screenshot, but just send the name and address that you want the issue to go to. And that's a good thing to gift to someone who's vegan curious. Yeah, it's a bonus. Oh, bon- like bonuses never stop with you, Dustin. Right? The bonuses, but that didn't sound, sound a little off. (laughs) Uh, Thank you for joining me on the podcast. Thank you. I am asking. I am asking for a friend. I am asking I am asking for a friend for a friend Is everything important The face you should remember but you don't Gasoline smell as you light a smoke Where's the punchline to a joke that won't end? Sheets we pull like 
shrouds over our hearts Have the wolves encircled us once again was Sweet Billy Pilgrim asking for a friend. That's from their latest album, Wapentak. Not sure if I'm pronouncing that correctly. Oh, <laughs> they've been on the show before uh, many years, uh, five or six years ago, maybe. Um, a great band. They're one of the first sort of bands I discovered because of podcasting, because I was digging for music that I wanted, that I could play without getting a cease and desist letter and I just love everything they do and that song is no exception it's called asking for a friend uh thank you thank you thank you for listening to the podcast today those of you who are holding on tight to the bitter end of this podcast I would love to tell you that you should keep an eye out oh I think I'll do it sometime today uh Today, to those of you listening to this, I'm going to put a contest up on the on my Twitter page, at Michael Heron, to give away a copy of Dustin's new cookbook. So uh, I'm not exactly sure what the contest is going to be, but keep an eye out on my Twitter, and you'll find out. Okay. Uh, I think that's it. Uh, leave a review, like, subscribe, all that stuff. Like. What are you going to like? That's a... You can't... There's nothing related to this podcast that you can like. I guess you can like the post of it on Facebook. I'm going on too long. Uh, Do subscribe. Do leave a review at any place where you leave reviews. It helps uh, tremendously for you to do that. And uh, just thank you for listening and thank you for being a part of my world of where I release stuff for people to listen to and watch and 
Uh, I do appreciate that you're here. And I'll see you next week.